What is going on, comic book movie fans? My name is Jonathan. This is Comic Book Cinema. And today I'm really excited about the guest that we have on the show. Almost as excited as I am to talk about Howard the Duck. But first and foremost, we have Matt joining us from Talking Pop Culture. Lots of cool stuff going on on IG, YouTube, all that good stuff. Let us know about where we can find you on the socials, Matt. Uh, so you can find me on Instagram at Talking Pop Culture. You can find me on YouTube at Talking Pop Culture. I've got Twitter as well, Talking Pop Culture. Don't really use it as much, but you can find me there too. What's up, Mr. Luke? How are you doing, sir? Oh, pretty good. Luke and I are from the same hometown. We were both in the, the music scene back in the day. And I don't believe you have anything you want to plug, do you, Mr. Luke? Or you have that YouTube channel, right? I mean, I have a YouTube channel. You should put <laughs> stuff on it, though. You like, you should upload videos, I think, if you want to plug it. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. I think it's Big Lukey. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's like hunting it. videos. There's nothing on there. Like it's, a, it's a pretty yeah, cool look, stuff. Some video games, some hunting videos, fishing videos. All the good stuff. It's about as focused as I am in real life. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also joining us for the first time today is Mr. Kevin McVicker. I met Kevin through uh, some of the fellows over at M6P, and he's also done writing for them in the past. So what's going on, Mr. Kevin? How are you doing? Very good. How are you guys doing? You don't have any YouTube channels that we should know about, do you? No. If uh, you want to follow me anywhere, you can follow me on Letterboxd under Optophobic. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Uh, that's the only real uh, social media I use. Cool beans. Guys, today we are all joined together. We have assembled, if you will, to discuss one of the most interesting comic book movies of all time. Now, I'll say this. This is one of those comic book movies that through some of my followers on TikTok, people were suggesting because I made a top 10 worst comic book movies of all time. And on that list was not included was Catwoman, which I had never seen. Unfortunately, I had the uh, honor and privilege of seeing that for the first time a few months back. We did a review of that not too long ago, if you guys want to check that out. And Howard the Duck was another one that was in that, <laughs> in that discussion. So without further ado, this is the review for Howard the Duck. This movie is certainly a product of its time. I mean, it's just oozing the 80s, right? It's so bizarre and wild <laughs> and frantic. What do you guys think? What was your initial impressions of this wonderful film? It's like it was trying to spoof. I don't know. It felt like a spoof of the current movies more than like trying to blend in with the current movies. There's like, hey, Ghostbusters was pretty cool. And it did... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles come after this or not? Yeah, it's a couple of years. Yes. A couple of years after? Okay, well, somehow that's better. <laughs> but it was so weird. It's like, hey, the Ghostbusters was cool. Buckley Let's see if we can make a terrible version of that. <laughs> hey, it's that bloody terrible. When you told me to watch this film, I put on Netflix. Couldn't find it on Netflix. I put it on Disney+. Plus. Couldn't find it on Disney+. Plus. I put it nope. on. We got a, In Australia, we've got one called Stan. Couldn't find Stan. I put on Binge. Couldn't find Binge because I got all the streaming services. I then even looked on Foxhell, which is our cable service. It has a little app. Couldn't find on there. I went on to Amazon Prime. Yeah, I could rent it and pay for it. I thought, that I'm not going to rent pay for something I'm seeing. I go on a couple of those illegal sites. Couldn't even find it on there. And then I yeah. just Googled Howard the Duck watch online and some YouTube freaking wannabe site come up and I watched it on there. 
it's that bad you can't even find it. <laughs> well, I, I'm glad you didn't have to pay for it like I did. And when I found yeah. out it was George Lucas, I thought to myself, oh, my God, you just ruined that man's career for me. I just, you know, I think of him as Star Wars and Indiana Jones and now Howard the Duck. Yeah, brought to you by George Lucas, like you just referenced, Matt. I personally think that George Lucas is, in a lot of ways, very overrated as a writer. You go back and watch those those original Star Wars films, and sure, he caught lightning in a bottle. Even Indiana Jones, yeah. But you go back and watch those prequels, those films are hot garbage. And they have not aged well either. There's a lot of juvenile, like really just eyebrow raising things in those prequels as well as this film and if you'll notice how many other films has george lucas done besides star wars indiana jones and this film well that's all i thought he did (laughs) red tails oh yeah he did that i thought that was steven spielberg no he did red tails i mean it's not worth watching it's not good but yeah he did he did that it was all right i mean like the fighter planes or something yeah, it was heavy yeah. in special effects. Oh, we also did American Graffiti. That that's actually a really good movie. We should give that crown. Yeah. And that was I don't know. That was before Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. That was back in the day. But this this really made me question George Lucas <laughs> and my faith in that filmmaker. He didn't really have any more movies until the prequels <laughs> came out. <laughs> well, he had like there might have been an good. Indiana Jones. He had three good ideas. He had THX one was it one one three eight? He had American Graffiti, and then he had A New Hope. I mean, he didn't even write any of the other original Star Wars films. That's right. And there's a lot of people that say A New Hope was actually made in the edit, that even his his script wasn't that great. So I believe it. What did you guys think about the cast of characters? Tim Robbins, I believe, plays the uh, the goofy scientist or whatever that kind of helps. Leah Thompson was a good pick. Yeah, I like Leah Thompson. What she was she hot. She was, yeah, that bed scene. I don't know. Keep it PG. <laughs> Let's talk know, about like, that bed scene. Wow. I didn't fall How? asleep in that part. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, seriously, like, can you imagine being a kid in the 80s or being a parent in the 80s, like mid-80s, and bringing your kid to go see this film, thinking it's going to be a happy-go-lucky, family-friendly movie, which I guess for the most part it was, but there was a few, like, Words scattered throughout, and then as well as that, this scene right here that's heavy and just like I can just think like of the current culture and like things we got going on today, and thinking of how much friendly outrage there would be. I've been outraged in the first five minutes when you see the duck having a bath and she got her boobies out. (laughs) Yeah, hey, but when you think about movies from that era, when you think of something like big. I mean, Big had a pretty graphic sex scene for for a movie about a kid that that grew up old. Airplane was, or no, the sequel to Airplane was PG, and it had boobs in it. I mean, yeah. like there were. Like, I think the '80s, you got away. PG like, meant a little bit as, more. as a kid of the '80s. Like I remember watching this stuff, and it didn't feel like that big of a deal until either you reached a certain age or somebody made a big deal out of it. You didn't really notice it. How did, why did they put? Why did they put boobs on the ducks? <laughs> Someone else saw that. That's some. That's a. That is a feature of mammals. And if you even you're even going to make the argument that in the movie that you know about the evolutionary timeline of 
from apes to man, man, you know, mammals, and then have it go from ducks to Howard. Why you got boobs? Why? You don't need to. And Those are for milk. And, and he had a condom in his wallet. Can, can I go back a little bit further? Because you're talking it about a lot of the package. It was in the package. Yeah. Not going so you're you're talking about the juvenile jokes in the movie, but there's also like these weird grandpa level jokes. The in the very opening scene, like Howard the Duck is placing his hat on the coat rack, and the camera just sits there and holds on this poster of it's a it's a pun on My Little Chickadee, which is a, a Mae West and W.C. Fields movie from 1940. It's a 46 year old joke. And they hover on that poster like it's it the in greatest there. joke in the entire movie. And I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? So many lines of him just being like, well, what do you expect from seeing that? You know, just like so many of those. And Leah Thompson, like I said, she was hot. The terrible acting. Yeah, terrible. Acting. It looked like it reminded me of uh of stage like a like a play like yeah all of her reactions to everything were so big it wasn't you know for film and, and it's supposed to be small because you have a camera that's zoomed in on your face you don't need to be like what what's that over there and oh and howard like all that is able to be seen from a hundred feet away like <laughs> you don't need to act like that but was she, she wasn't oh, she true. wasn't doing that the same year or the year before in Back to the Future. I was about to say that she's in Back to the Future, wasn't she? The mom? Yeah, she's yeah. the mom. And yep. and so good I mean, in that. she is a good actress, but I think a lot of that's the directing too. Because he, Tim well, Robbins we, we know he's a good it. actor. He's doing the same thing. Yeah, you know, like seven years later, he's Shawshank. <laughs> well, that's seven years later after that. I believe so. I was talking to a buddy of mine today. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so that's like 92, 93. Was it was it 95? Oh, mid 90s, but yeah, still. He wow. was what? No, 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 in Shawshank. Shawshank. No, oh, no, no, like... Shawshank. And <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That he's really you're like within that seven year gap, like it's a big improvement. Yes, like that has to be <laughs> that mug sitting up saying, Try the seatbelt, Howard. <laughs> so <laughs> we're talking. <laughs> We're talking about the bad acting. I was going to mention this. I agree with everything you guys just said, with the exception, and this is also over the top, but I personally found myself dying laughing at the dark over overlord at the end of the movie. I forget that actor's name. He's Jeffrey been in a Jones. lot of stuff, though. Oh, Jeffrey Jones is amazing in this. Yeah, he's yeah. He, he's the oh, only reason this is a bad movie, but I actually enjoyed it because of him, I think. Yes. <laughs> it was Why just so... a dark lord of the universe, uh, overlord, dark overlord, whatever it was. There was one line that he says at the end. He's like, when she said, it's right at the end, she's saying like, he's, he's in a bad mood or something. And he makes some joke. Like he says like, oh, shut up already or something like that. It's based, I can't remember what exactly what it was, but it's some line that is, very 80s why would a dark lord overlord and no terrible human humor like or saying I think you're thinking too much into it Luke I saw this movie probably I was probably 18 or 19 years old I found the book 
I think I told you about this when we talked about it on one of the other podcasts. Yeah. I found a book at a garage sale in Tennessee, and uh, I was up there for a couple of weeks. Read the book. Surely it's not a novelization of the movie, but it came out like at the same time. But it is not the same at all as the movie. So I don't know if they made a novelization of like the comics or something, because I was like, the book was really enjoyable, funny. And I was like, I'm going to find this movie. And they had it at the little rental place in town in Meadville on VHS. And I had a old VCR and watched it like this. <laughs> the whole time, just like, what am I seeing? And then yep. when you said we were going to talk about it today, oh gosh. You just overcome with excitement. I was so excited about it. <laughs> I did I did fall down a bit of a rabbit hole, and that novel was written by a guy named Ellis Weiner. And he was a National Lampoons Sorry. writer. And he's also best like his best known work is uh he wrote a cookbook based on northern exposure. So go ask your weird uncle about that show if you've never heard of that. But yeah, he's uh but yeah, so that doesn't shock me that the book was actually good because or at least funny, because he he had some chops. So talking about Howard the Duck like actually being funny, we have seen Howard a little bit in the current MCU. Do you guys remember at the end of Guardians, the post-credit scene, where we get a glimpse mm -hmm. of Howard the Duck as voiced by Seth Meyers, right? Was it Seth Meyers or Seth Green? Green? I think that there is potential there. And I would honestly rather get a updated from Marvel and Disney, Howard the Duck Disney Plus show over a lot of these other shows that they're actually giving us. Like, I don't know, Echo or uh, Agatha Harkness. I think that that would be a lot more interesting to see what they could do with it because they pulled the plug on it. Didn't they? I don't know if there was ever plans for a Howard, the duck show, actually, you know, I, he, I read there was a plan for a, like an animated series, but. Oh yeah, there was. Yeah. No, there was a, there was a Hulu series. Cause there was, there were several oh. animated Hulu series and they pulled all of them. Yeah. I can't I remember. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Modoc's still going, or or they went on with it, I guess. Yeah, I think that whatever season it's currently in right now, if it's still like current or whatever, that's the last season before they just. I watched but, about half an episode of that. And you reckon with the whole multiverse, you reckon it could be Howard the Duck from '96? <laughs> that would be funny. I don't think it's so obscure, like you said earlier, Matt. I mean, you can't even find the movie for free. Dude, I fell asleep. I I'll be honest. I fell asleep in the car scene when he's saying, out of all the earths, I'm happy I came to this earth. And that's all I remember. And then I woke up and it was the credits. Well, my screen had stopped. So I didn't watch anything after that. Yeah, I noticed that you didn't comment too much on the Dark Lord. I was thinking like, yeah, he probably fell asleep. <laughs> but, you know, the Dark Lord part for me is what elevated this movie from being an absolute zero to being something, you know, because it was at least entertaining to watch. He was funny, so over the top. But it was like one of those things with it that made the film like, it's still such a bad film, but it was almost so bad that it was good in some point. When the, the tentacle comes out of his mouth in the truck, <laughs> yes. and it's obviously just a stuffed head, you know, like, <laughs> somebody okayed that. George like, so okay. great. Look, yeah. Oh, good job, guys. That looks great. It's the so idea. realistic. 
<laughs> uh, that looks that looks really good. I really like yeah, what you're doing. Nice. There. Yeah, mm-hmm. George Lucas, man. So, because what did you get like a seventeen percent or sixteen percent? I think when I was googling it. Yeah, maybe like, even thirteen. Which, 13? which you know, honestly, like there's a lot of below thirteens out there, especially even modern films that get below thirteen. The music, you know, Leah Thompson, Beverly, you know, is the lead singer for the Cherry Bombs, and yeah. which Cherry Bomb okay. was that? Leah, Leah Thompson actually singing, or was that her just yeah. overdubbing? Yeah, I looked up. I looked it up. It is. Yeah, because I was wow. actually because I thought like, oh, it really kind of matched her tone when she's talking really well. So I looked it up. It really was her. Random question, but you might know this, Kevin. You seem like you know a lot about films. Is that actually John C. Riley singing in Walk Hard? I'm like 90% sure that it is. I think so. I think that's part of the joke, but I'm not sure. I'm putting you on the spot big time, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know that one off the top of my head. Honestly, I've never okay. really looked that up. Super random. And guys, if you've never seen that movie, walk hard with John C. Riley, it is so underrated and absolutely hilarious, but I digress. Anyway, one thing that I will say too, is I can see how on paper, this would seem like a really good idea. The concept of the film is not terrible. How are the ducks just chilling in duck world where uh, ducks or female ducks have mammary glands and uh, all of a sudden he just gets zapped to our world and he's kind of like a fish out of water. You know, there could have been a lot of fun to be had there. And there was just a tiny eensy-weensy little bit, but it was just so over the top. And I think mostly it was poorly executed. That's why it falls flat in a lot of ways for me. I think it's the first act. Uh, you know, uh, up until the point where Jeffrey Jones gets possessed, the movie's not worth watching. If you're mm-hmm. out there and you haven't watched it, skip to the point where Jeffrey Jones gets possessed. When they're driving in the car and Jeffrey Jones is turning into the Dark Overlord. That, that's when the movie actually gets fun. Like, it, at least, yep. like, it's still bad, but it gets fun at that point. I think yeah, if, if it had been of, that all the way through, then it yeah, would have been exactly. a funny, cheesy you know, bad sci-fi movie from the eighties that you could go back and watch, but it's just the end part. The rest of it is just like, why, hey, why are some people not phased at all that he's a duck and some, yeah, and, and, and then other ones quickly. are just freaking out, you know? Yep. Like when she took him up to his, her apartment and she's just all cool with him as a duck. I was just like, come on, man, you'd be tripping What's, out. And it's got the duck people, the people screw. I would do the, the same thing. Don't seem to notice him at the brothel. Yeah, nobody's even, he gets a job. When he first lands in those the 80s punk people and, you know, oh, I think, yeah. messing with him, nobody says anything about, hey, look at this duck freak or anything. They're just like picking on like it's a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's like, you're not even going to make a point of somebody saying it's a duck. I will say this, too, thinking about the logistics of movie making. I felt bad for whoever was in the suit anytime they had to be underwater. Because that had to have felt like waterboarding. Like you had to have felt like you were drowning anytime you're underwater in that suit. That just, you know, it wasn't waterproof. Like Like it wasn't watertight. (laughs) No. When he's flailing around, says he he can't swim. That's probably like the actual actor in the suit just freaking out. I talked to a friend of mine at work and he was talking about when I said, Hey, I'm doing this podcast and we're going to be talking about how the duck, he was, he's probably, I think he's a, I think he's 43, 42 or 43. So he's seven years older than me. He was like, oh, yeah. He said, that's a classic. I was like, yeah. He was like, I know it's cheesy and terrible. He said, but 
he said the monster at the end he's like i remember seeing that you know in either in theaters or in tv like when it first came out you know he was like that monster at the end at the time it was terrifying and so realistic looking at the time he said now when you look back of course it looks terrible but he hmm. said at the at the time that what we talked about and what we went to see it for <laughs> like well I, I had a note on that because the the monster at the end reminded me of the very first alien you see in the first men in black movie there's the the smugglers coming across the the border and they pull one guy to a side and it turns oh, yeah. out to be an alien with a with a man head on a stick. Yeah. When he kind of freaks out and goes goes feral, that's that really looks like the same guy from Howard the Duck. And I'm wondering because it's it, it's both ILM, so I'm wondering if it was the same guy designing it or, or something. I I just had that thought. I I couldn't find anything on that. It's roughly a decade later, guys. With all that being said about Howard the Duck, if you had to give this film a rating on a scale from zero to 10, zero being absolutely like not redeemable in any way possible and 10 being perfect, where would you rate it? Mm, one. Okay, that's fair. One. I think that's very fair. What about you, Mr. Uh, Matt? What, what, did you, uh, what would you give the film that you couldn't even stay awake all the way through? <laughs> um, I'll say a 0 0.5, but then we'll bump it to a one and a half after the Leah Thompson scene. <laughs> okay. Nice. So I'll give it a one and a half. <laughs> okay. That's not bad either. What, what do you got? Maybe it's great because it put me to sleep. <laughs> if you want to move it, that could be a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Can't sleep at night. Throw it on. There you go. <laughs> so it does serve some purpose. Yeah. What you, what you got, Kevin? I gave it a four. I think it. I think it does redeem itself at in, in scenes. Um, I really think if you skip past the that first act, it's not good, but it's it's enjoyable. I think the special effects are really fun um, for and good for the time. So yeah, a four. You guys have been being very fair to this film. When I I have a list in my phone where I have almost 100 comic book movies rated from all the way up from zero to ten. When I look at my list and I go all the way to the bottom, <laughs> I have movies like, you know, yeah, Catwoman was a one. Electra was a one. Batman and Robin was a one. But honestly, I think those movies in a lot of ways are better than Howard the Duck. I had to bring it all the way down to a 0 0.5 because the only two films that I had it higher than were Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., which was a zero straight up. And Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, which was also a 0 0.5. But Howard the Duck's right there above Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance and underneath Supergirl, which is also a 0 0.5. But I like Supergirl better than <laughs> better than Howard the Duck. So no. that's where it falls for me. It was bad. Guys, thank you so much for joining me for this special edition and this wonderful review of Howard the Duck. Matt, why don't you tell us where we can find you on the socials? Uh, you can find me at Talking Pop Culture at YouTube, Talking Pop Culture on Instagram, and then I got Talking Pop Culture on Twitter, which I don't use as much, and I forgot TikTok as well. Don't rarely use it, but I might start using TikTok, Talking Pop Culture, everything Talking Pop Culture. Where can we find you at, Mr. Kevin? Uh, look for me on uh, Letterboxd, and actually, I did a uh, live reaction movie notes. So if you look at my review of Howard the Duck on there, you can see all the notes I took as the movie progressed. Nice. 
Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Comment down below. Let us know your thoughts. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Real Comic Book Cinema. You can also find us on Facebook. Until next time, have a good one.